Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Reality of Winning. I'm so excited about today's episode. We're going to be talking all about shaping the ripple effect as a leader within your own company. Now, everything that you do or say has an impact, and sometimes we don't realize that as we're saying it, but when it comes to leadership, you, me, we all create a ripple effect around us, and it's our responsibility to shape that ripple effect and make sure that we're putting out a good one. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Natalie, business and marketing consultant and personal branding expert. I've helped scale and grow companies to over $10 million annually, and I'm here to walk you through everything you need to know to bridge the gap between where you are right now and where you want to go. And this is the reality of winning. I started dancing when I was three years old, and I started competing when I was nine. I also started teaching and leading when I was 16 until I was about 22. Now, I didn't realize it back then, but I really got to understand what it meant to lead and to guide and to build and create a vision and bring people and guide them through that vision and that journey and experience it with me. So as a dancer, as an instructor, usually what kind of builds that foundation is there's some kind of song. There's something that provokes an emotion in you. Or as a business owner, you have a passion, right? You have that drive. You have that purpose. You have a, you have a mission that you want to see through. Now, you have to connect that emotion and that vision with the rest of your team. You have to share the story. You have to share the why behind what you're doing. And then you have to lead people into that vision and you have to continuously remind them why we're moving, why we're we're moving this way specifically and why we're doing this. Now, I didn't know it back then, like I said, but being able to create something from nothing and to be able to communicate that vision and that mission for over 15 plus different routines year after year, um, you know, doing that with a team ended up shaping and making me into an exceptional leader. And it taught me how to properly communicate at the core of, you know, what, what our core values are and what really shapes people's reality effectively. And I think it's, you know, we all know that a great dance is nothing without an emotional connection with the audience. Every great leader has a moment that kind of takes them from being just a manager or a team leader or, you know, from somebody who's task doing into becoming a great leader. Now, dance taught me how to communicate the vision but it didn't necessarily translate fully for me as a leader within the marketing departments. And for a long time, I I kept running the head of marketing department. That was just my job title for so many years. But you have this moment where you can realize that you're actually having a negative ripple effect through your leadership. Now, for me, I remember thinking I was valuable because I could do a lot of different things and I was good at it and I became really efficient at it because I was always running multiple companies at once. So it made me work, you know, 60 plus hours a week, but I remember very, very clearly when I changed and this all shifted 
And I look back on it now and I call myself a solopreneur within the organization. And I remember very clearly when I made that shift and I realized I was the thing holding back the team and the business. So, you know, it felt like I couldn't do, I felt like if I said I couldn't do it all on my own, if I couldn't wear all of those different hats, I had this fear that I would get fired. So I just kept adding more things to my plate and saying, no, it's okay. I can do it. I can manage it. I'm okay to work six days a week. Don't worry about it. And I felt like no matter what, I just had to keep wearing those hats. But eventually, you know, working six, seven days a week isn't sustainable. It leads you to burnout. And I was getting frustrated. And I remember my boss wanted results. And I don't blame him for wanting results. I myself want results, you know. But I knew I could get them the results that he wanted, but it was going to take me weeks to get there. And I finally told him, I said, if I had two or three people helping me, I could get us there five times faster. He said, okay, cool, go hire those people. So he had no idea that I was going through this internally, that I was, you know, worn out, burnt out. I put up a good front, but I had to go through my journey on my own first before I was really ready to kind of say like, hey, could we get some help in here? And I probably could have asked for help maybe even a year prior to this experience, but I thought it was saving us money. I thought, you know, and if I'm honest about it, actually, I had an ego and I had a fear. Now, that fear was, what if I hire somebody or, you know, they hire somebody, they bring them in and they're smarter than me, they're faster than me, they're better than me, and they take my job. So I was afraid to hire help because I thought maybe they could be better. And this is such a negative mindset. And looking back now, I'm like, your insecurities are screaming so loud right now. Like, can you not hear them? But life is a journey. It's a process. And had I never felt that way, I wouldn't be who I am today. And I wouldn't be the great leader that I am now. So I'm honored. I'm blessed. I'm grateful. And I'm so excited that I went through this because it helped me get rid of my ego, which ended up, you know, moving over into other parts of my life and all around it made me so much better and stronger. So, you know, how I got rid of this ego and these insecurities was pretty simple. It, you know, when you have a problem, it's really easy to start changing. So I realized these things very quickly. They became part of my core values that shaped every interaction I have and every relationship that I have even to this day. But I decided and it kind of shaped my core values here. So I decided two heads were better than one, that I could get us to where we wanted to be faster and I had to learn to trust and believe in myself and my own abilities instead of focusing on who was better. Instead, I focused on how can I get the best possible people on my team and how can I make people want to actually work for me? And because I, I started making this shift and I realized that an army of people who are smarter than I am or just as smart are is that that's an unbeatable team that that is fire that is so powerful so when we when we could all get together and I can have this army of people some really crazy awesome growth can happen and when I came to this realization it was no longer about whether they were better than me or not, that didn't matter. It became, 
how great of a leader can I be and how how can I retain and attract those people? So my second leadership core value became about everybody having something to offer and something to say. And if you take the time and listen, you will hear it. So that that was really powerful for me as well because sometimes it's not you could have all these awesome people on your team but you don't listen to them you don't hear them out you have people who are staying quiet and I remember always wanting to feel heard and respected and valued so I really took the time to get to know people and to see where their strengths lie because sometimes someone might interview for one position but they're actually the perfect candidate for another position. So for example, I would have a lot of people who would come to me for a digital marketing role and they were supposed to be working on websites, social media, graphic design, and a few things. But the one thing that they were really, really good at was running Facebook ads, for example. And so even though I was hiring for one position, I said, you know what, I think I'm going to put you part-time instead of full-time and I'm going to make you go where you're really good. So this, this part of listening and really understanding people's strengths and where they should be within a company became very crucial to getting those key players in there. So one of the most important things in any position that I ever looked at was growth opportunities. And I'm talking about myself personally. I couldn't work for a company where I was just kind of stuck. Like that didn't make any sense for me. So I never wanted to stand still for too long. And I always wanted to make more money every single year. Every time I hired somebody, I would say, you know, I'm hiring you here. We're developing out this department right now. And that could be like anywhere from a graphic designer. So I would tell this person and clearly walk them through what my vision was for this position. And I would let them know as I build out this department, here's how I see this going. And if you're really good and you want to grow here, this is your opportunity within the company as I build this department out over the next two to three years. Now, let's go back to this graphic designer example. I would hire a senior graphic designer and I would tell them, for example, you know, over the next two or three years, we're going to need two more designers. We're going to need, you know, a junior designer. I'm probably going to have somebody who specializes just in social media. I want somebody who works just on the website graphics. And then I need somebody who's going to be exceptional at making video content and edits. So here's where you're going to start working on all these different things. Now, over the next year, I intend to bring in another two people. Eventually, I'm going to have, you know, one person who's the head of the graphic team. Now, you have the opportunity here, if you want it, to become the person who's the head of this department. Now, every single person that I went through this experience with got really excited. They were so happy that there was growth and management opportunities and it just allowed them to have the space to know that there is a next step for them within this company. And that's really important for you as a leader to be able to show where that person can move and grow and kind of give them the space and the opportunity to show you what they're made of. 
So some people are not interested in becoming a manager. They are very much focused on this is what I want to do from nine to five. I don't want any other responsibilities. And that's totally okay. And you got to meet those people where they are. And that's why it's really important to clearly state every time you talk to these people that here's the opportunity go and do and fit and find your groove and where you're going to fit in with this journey. And then you hire accordingly, right? Another really important part for me with my core values and everybody having something to offer, you never know where that next big idea is going to come from. And this is so important because it can genuinely come from anyone. You don't know if the campaign that you're going to work on, if the best idea is going to come from your ad manager, your designer, your website person, or if it's going to come from your copywriter, right? So whenever we are working on a new campaign, a new launch, a new product, a new and whatever we are working on, I would always hold group brainstorming sessions where each team member actually was required and had the opportunity to provide their feedback and ideas. Now, if somebody was stuck, I made it really okay for people to say, I'm I'm not really sure on this one, but I'll catch the next idea. And I wanted people to just have the opportunity to come out and share if they wanted to. So some ideas were awesome, some were terrible, but each each person with every single session became more comfortable with coming up with ideas and sharing them. And eventually they came to the meeting with you know different campaign ideas and it expanded our entire team's kind of function and the meetings just kept once a week group meetings just became an ideal platform where we could all share and evolve and talk about the company's growth and as well as understanding the vision and the mission everything was very much defined every single week and we were continuously focusing on our long-term goals, but brainstorming as a team and everybody actively participating within it on how we're going to get to that long-term vision. Now, this was amazing um, for our company culture, and it also really allowed people to connect with one another on a more emotional level because I've always managed a remote team and, you know, people, this, this weekly meeting gave people the opportunity to kind of relax, have a little office banter, which was great. We spend a lot of time behind a computer screen when we're working from home and we don't really have a lot of like hardcore actual, you know, communication time unless it's related to something specific. So it's really important to foster the right kind of remote culture and it's really important to appreciate and value people. Now, I think you need to also tell them, right? It's one thing for you to value and appreciate them and to have open communication and to listen and hear people, but it's another thing for you to go and tell them that you actually value and appreciate them. So I don't know how many times I've actually heard my team say, it's so nice to feel appreciated. Now, no one ever took the time to regularly thank me. And I think that this is why it was something that I always felt like, I don't understand why nobody is ever like, hey, great job. Thanks for, you know, working 60 hours a week when I pay you for 40, right? I was getting paid really well. And so there wasn't really a complaint and nor did I mind it, but 
at the end of the day, it was always something that like kind of bothered me. So I know that my team will work the extra hour if they had to that day. And so I always took the time to just say like, you know what? You're doing a really great job. I really value you. I really appreciate you. And I'm so grateful that you're a part of this team and that we have everything that you have to offer within us. And, you know, I just, it's just always expected that you do your job and that makes perfect sense to me, but it's also really nice to feel appreciated. So make your team feel appreciated and make them feel loved, make them feel cared for, make your company a place that people actually want to be a part of and make it a place that inspires more great leaders because you were such a great leader right? So we all create that different ripple effect around us like I talked about and it's our responsibility to really shape that ripple effect and you have to really ask what your ripple effect is going to say about you. 